What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, known as Afro Afro the Prince. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Make sure you like, subscribe uh, to the YouTube to the YouTube channel, Unity True to Me Podcast, and we got a Facebook page. We're also trying to grow that because this is a community of like-minded people. This is a diaspora community, um, and we want to let you know that we are here for growth. We are here for unity, and we are here. For you, but today I want to talk about uh, American maroon history. Like, if you don't know what maroon is or maroon colony per se, maroon colonies were uh, free slaves who emancipated themselves. It's called self emancipation. Uh, we ran away from plantations, and maroon colonies were not just in North America, but we're specifically talking about American maroon colonies. Um, but in the gist, uh, once we escaped the plantation, uh, we fortified some piece of land somewhere in America, usually in a forest or uh, encampment or fortress. And that became uh, our new home where we lived out our entire lives. There are even aspects of us uh, that are spoken about in Tariq Nasheed's uh, docuseries. Uh, let, me, let me show it to you. Um, but he did a whole pretty much film. It's a two, it's almost like two, two to three hours. Uh, but this is what the page looks like. This is a web page. You have Kambaka, you you have uh, a few other places, and he, he actually has a few other uh movies here. He has he's made um Buck Breaking. Is one and he's made a few others, but um, and hidden colors. I recommend uh, every black child watches hidden colors. Uh, but uh, American Maroon, American Maroon is the one that he ended up doing. Of course, the, he has a free trial, so you have the opportunity to watch it. You just sign up for it. Um, you can you can finish this in a day because no shorter than a regular film, or like if you were watching uh, Transformers, but. To get down to the basis, though. So, um, the reason I wanted to talk about uh, the American Maroons as far as getting back to African history is because it, it talks about us as African people. But from the moment that we landed here in the 1500s to 1600s, but specifically North Americans uh, at North America, we've never liked our conditions in, in my opinion full disclaimer anything you hear me talk about we'll be referencing uh factual statements factual references but these are all based on my opinion don't take anything i say directly as factual please do your own research but we are going to talk about american history we are going to talk about black history we are going to talk about african history and the way the maroon colonies went about the history of how they were created is is complex and it's vast it really is like one of the most notable conflicts of american history it actually is referenced as a indian war but for those of us who are, are Gullah, Gullah Geechee, we know this war as a Gullah war and there are contest clues and different generals who fight uh, Andrew Jackson. He fights what is called the Seminole War. That's a reference of 
the Indian War. It's, it's in a lot of the history books. But what they don't tell you is that we were involved in this so-called Indian War. Now, one of the things that aren't talked about uh, is how blacks became free. One of the ways that blacks were illegally allowed to be free was marrying the indigenous population that still lived during this time. So uh, the Comanche, the Creek, uh, that's, that's why you hear a lot of black Americans say I have Cherokee, Chickawa, uh, but a lot of those when you hear black Americans say, well, you know, I have, I have Cherokee and so forth. There were five civilized tribes who agreed to implement slavery in their new lifestyle as a regiment. So they didn't have to go to war with the Brits, the, the Dutch, the Portuguese, and the French, and even the Spaniards. So these five civilized tribes agreed to say, okay, we'll enslave these Africans as long as we ain't got to go to war with you. That's that's a paraphrase of it. Now, I'm not saying that the Indians did not fight to uh, for their freedom and against genocide. They did. And a lot of Indians, especially the Seminoles, fought against uh, the wrongful rights of slavery. So that's why you hear a lot. I speak, as, as a Gullah, I speak very highly of the Seminoles because they're, they're our comrades, they're our family, they're our friends. Uh, when it came to fighting for freedom, we fought together. So like Seminoles were even referenced to us because there are black Seminoles. And you hear a lot about us and our fight with the Spaniards in Florida. You hear a lot about the Indian War there because before Andrew Jackson became uh, president, he was a general. Andrew Jackson despised us and the natives because in in lack of layman's terms we kicked his ass like it's it's an american version of what like the haitian war was like right when they talk about the haitian revolution that's and the haitians had uh napoleon we we as gullah had andrew jackson we whooped andrew jackson's ass it's, it's just the truth um and he was so frustrated because he's like you you have me sending all my uh cohort generals down to fight this war and you steady telling me it's indians down here and i'm running across a whole bunch of negroes and you like we like yeah you are not only are, are we we black and we strong you you you're not rocking with us you you can't you can't beat us uh to be frank with you but there are a lot of books that that dwindle down this timeline, so we're we're gonna roll through it. You know, enough enough of my boasting. You know, I I get a little excited when I talk about uh black strength. But there are books like um on Caribbean history by uh Tony Amor, uh, so John Hawkins, and there are a lot of predated colonies before even sixteen nineteen. Um, Rowena. In 1518, that was a colony that was trying to be occupied by the Spaniards, the French, and the English. Uh, Fort Carolina is highly talked about in the Indian or Maroon War because uh, it was called the Negro Fort. Us as, as Maroons, us as Gullahs, uh, we occupied and took over this fort and maintained this fort for a pretty long time duration of the wars between 
1785, particularly. But, and it just what ended up happening was you have the embassy, which is a native tribe who also helped fight against uh, indoctrination, enslavement for us in the Gullahs. And even if we couldn't maintain a fort, we also had, like, you hear about us in Mississippi and Georgia because the, the Mississippi River goes up into Georgia. We had what you call a dismal swamp. And the dismal swamp is where we set our maroon community and we fought back against against the French, the Spaniards, and um, the Dutch. And it's because we harvest and knew the terrain so well that there was no concept of European fighting tactics at this time that could beat us. Like, they didn't know the terrain. They didn't know how to maneuver in the land, even if they were overseers on the plantations. Because, again, you have to remember, if we're going to be frank with uh, American history, we did everything for them. Cook, clean, harvest tracked and this even goes back to christopher columbus having a maroon or moorish man navigate the stars to get to uh what is now present day one of the americas or island of espanola so we we've been having all these depths and inter 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 twit knowledge intricate knowledge of how to go through our life And one of the things they don't like to talk to you about is um, when, unfortunately, there was a dismay between us and uh, the natives. We who classify as black indigenous people, because my grandmother says I I am Lakota or what they would call soul. Um, And a lot of us came from the, the Trail of Tears, which is where you hear a lot about the creek and the Cherokee and why we had to move into uh, Oklahoma. We had to move into Oklahoma because of the Indian and Maroon Wars. A lot of the generals were like, okay, we can't beat them. How do we make them perceive that we're joining them? All right. Because at this point we're intertwined as a people like, um, his name, he's a chieftain. And his name was Os. Um, his name was Iosila. Iosilos was the chieftain of the Restic Creeks. So he was one of the chieftains in the Seminole War. He was a Seminole. Him and John Horse, along with a few other great leaders. have put together a, a treaty saying that look unless you guarantee all of our freedom all of our rights to humanity all of our all of our rights to live we finna keep fighting like it just it is what it is so what ended up happening was they tried to delegate and use like old colonial tricks and say well oh the Red Creeks 
we, we can treat them better than the dark falsas or, or black creeks, right? In, in so many words, we can play on on skin tones to divide and conquer. But Osili was like, no, we are one tribe, we are one people. You're not negotiating, saying that I can go over here and we'll end the wars and we'll stop fighting each other, but we have to give back what you perceive as our property. No. These are our family. These these is our brothers. These are our sisters. This is my wife. He 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 ended up taking on an African woman as his wife. He has children. So when I run across black people who say that they are I'm also indigenous, I understand that concept as far as you having an indigenous father, an indigenous grandmother, and we intermingled and we be and end up becoming one tribe. I definitely get that. And they stand on that. They're like, nah, bro. If you're not finna free all of us, we just finna keep boxing at this point. There is no giving back your property. They are not property. These are our family members. And I, I respect the, the Seminoles and the tribes who honored, honored that agreement amongst us as far as being Gullahs and Maroons. Uh, but they called it a lot of things, though. So, like, if you, if you go and dig into uh, some history books, You'll hear about us and you'll hear about the wars being called like Ebo Wars. And remember, there is a known short story, some would call it a fable, about when uh, a slave ship came into to Georgia, South Carolina, that region. And uh, there were slaves who refused to be in bondage and they were known as Ebo's. So um, I was very honored to hear that. And, and Ebo's are from Nigeria, if you did not know. And Ebo was in the South in 1719. Those were the territories. And even as, as gracious as we like to pay homage to the indigenous who did fight with us, there's a book called Black Indians where you can read all about it. Um, there were some who agreed, like I said before. Not every indigenous tribe rolled with black people. There were turmoils. There were uh, disagreements. There were betrayals. Uh, some of the creeks, Red Tail Creeks, ended up turning in runways. That's where you get skinning and all these other things. Um, but you have um, other other aspects which we we talk about how we we prevailed as a people and one of those were in east florida where you have well not east florida but florida where you have uh the foundation of the seminole war in the 17th century you have the Stoner Rebellion in 1712. That was a 100-year fight, which is what they call the Seminole War. So it's actually from 1712 to 1820. You have Fort Negro in Georgia, Savannah. You have uh, Garson, who was the leader of Fort Negro. And when I tell you this man was the tacticianist. So like if you ever hear about why 
guerrilla warfare is so effective, we pretty much came up with the concrete foundation of what you know as guerrilla warfare and guerrilla tactics today. Us as Maroons and us as Gullahs is the reason why the Army uses guerrilla warfare today. Because we understood in order to maintain and fight for self-emancipation, because we always talk about Abraham Lincoln, and I won't discredit the, the paperwork and the symbolism behind the Emancipation Proclamation that he presented to Congress during this time, but you got to remember, that's because of the infighting of the Maroon, Gullah, and Seminole Wars. And we freed ourselves. No, no. People always like to say, well, this person freed us. No. Black people have been fighting for their freedom for a really, really long time. I'm not saying that other counterparts didn't help us free ourselves like the Indians and like some whites because you hear about the Quakers and so forth. But if you want to be upfront, we did that. We freed ourselves, and I'm not debating that with nobody. Um. And there's a few other interviews that you can catch where you can read about the Seminole Wars where there's there's omittance of one of the generals saying, you told me I am fighting an Indian war and I am seeing nothing but Negroes down here. Um, Jane Caroon did an interview in 1970 about the truth behind what the Indian War, Seminole War actually was. And then you have the Negro Abraham, which is, He's known as the prophet of the Seminoles. He was a high-ranking chieftain or general in the Indian War for us as black Seminoles. You have uh, John Caesar, who was a a leader. So these were like, and to give you an example, these were Nate Turners before Nate Turners. It's only words. Now, There's Isiola's wife. Isiola's wife, or his African wife, was known as Mornindu. And the reason Isiola became so committed to the war, not just for the injustice and wrongdoing, was because uh, Mornindu, which is the name of his wife, he wanted to meet up with the current general, General Jacob. General Jacob had said that, okay, I wave my white flag. Um, I'll, you know, Put down my arms if you agree to a peace treaty. But he ended up turning on him, betraying him, and taking his African wife. So now at this point, they're like, oh, you, you took my love. I was up. We fighting. Every day from dusk till dawn. And, you know, I don't know how you going to get over this, but I know I'm going to get over this in, in so many words. And one of the reasons why uh, you hear me say uh, self-emancipation is because General Jacob had got tired of fighting there at some point for real. Between 1838 and 1840, he came up with a proclamation saying that, hey, I will lay down my arms as long as you agree to leave the terrain. You go to Oklahoma, you set a reservation there, and you give back uh, our property and when they say our property, they're talking about us as black people, us as Negroes at this time, as we were labeled. And OCO look like, no, I keep trying to tell you we is one tribe. I'm Indian. He Indian. My children are Indian. They children are Indian. 
So there is no separation amongst the greatest fathers. Isiola was concerned. You're either going to give us all freedom and then we're going to go to, to Oklahoma and disagreement or it's nothing. And then I wanted to, to give a reference um, to Bass Reeves because a lot of people know him as like this, the great outlaw hunter. They say, uh, 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 what is his name? He was an iconic, mythical, like, Cowboy, one of the greatest shooters, is they, of course, is portrayed as a white man during the series, but uh, in actuality, that's Bass Reeves, the one of the first black U.S. marshals, one of the coldest black men with a gun. And he talks about um, when he was on a run from the country or uh, racist white men that he went and hid with Seminoles. These Seminoles were us. As far as uh, the intermarriage and interrelations of us as black people with these the Seminole natives, so he went and ran away and found refuge with us to defend, to uh, to defend for his safety, and even Nat Turner. So, and Nat Turner's rebellion when he got betrayed by one of his uh, cohorts in in the revolution. He was actually trying to run away to uh, a dismal swamp or a maroon colony because he knew that, okay, if I can make it to these black people, I can survive until I understand what my next move is to fight for freedom. But uh, they had the immigration. It was called Article 5 for all of us to go to uh, Oklahoma. And we actually found it, black towns. One of the black towns that we found it during this time frame uh the American Maroon was we we woke up we woke up Oklahoma was a black town that was founded there um, we also founded a lot of organizations which is called the African Blood Brotherhood uh you had Carnival Fury you had uh Georgetown Jackson and what is mentioned throughout American history even with the Maroons is this when a subjugated, discriminated, and uh, harmed people have had enough, they've had enough. And I was actually surprised to hear about my state, which is Illinois, because I'm out of Chicago. So, of course, it's Chicago, Illinois, that uh, we were so uh, enraged with the mistreatment of us as people because all we ever asked was to be treated as human beings. Um, that in Cairo, Illinois, he ran out all the, the bigots. We ran out all them buckers. All them buckers said, no, we, 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 you guys to go. Because we're, we're not going to sit idly by. And, and while we, we treat you with humanity, you treat us with disdain and disgust. No. So, uh, a few of the people that I wanted to reference as far as this, uh, Robert Charles is a leader. Uh, J.C. Battle as a leader. Joe Pullman, Pull, Pulling as a leader. Wyatt Tate uh, and Saint Merlot. And then in 1868, you had the Holy Uprising. So as we talk about and we give an overview of what we learned from the documentary is this. 
Uh, we were tacticianers. We always wanted our freedom. We did not lay down in this country and just say, okay, we're going to work in it. Hope and pray. And 400 years later, we'll, we'll finally be free. No. There were two ways that we gained our freedom. God intervened. So I pay homage to gospel and the Negro spirituals. And he wove over the people who could show the kindness in their heart, like Abraham, like the Quakers, and the acts that they did to help move and progress the freedom that we had. But there also was physical action. So you have Nate Turner, you got Harriet, you got John Henry, you got uh, the Seminoles, you got John Horse, you got uh, Black Caesar, you got John Caesar, you got the, uh, Prophet Abraham uh, as a Seminole general who all fought physically for our freedom and emancipation. So when you go and learn about African history, you really got to read in between the lines. You got to read in the details and you will find out that our history is triumphed. Our history is uh, success as far as of African people. Like we don't, we don't play around. And I really wish they would talk more about, um, the the triumphs that we did have versus the struggles and yeah the struggles are important but it's not the only thing that matter but that that's my piece for the show uh hopefully you enjoy uh this conversation hopefully you enjoy this piece of history and i will see y'all uh at the next one